Hey, Feminine Mistake Podcast fans. It's been a while since you've heard from us, so I thought I'd check in and tell you about some brand new shows that we're doing that I think you'll love. First up is While We Were Drinking. While We Were Drinking is hosted by Feminine Mistake Podcast host Hilary R. Heath and former Feminine Mistake Podcast guests Jasmine Waters and Jessica Pope. While We Were Drinking tackles the hottest news topics of the day over cocktails, because God knows we all need a cocktail after reading the news these days. You can find While We Were Drinking on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite pods. Next, we've got a new podcast hosted by Sarah and I called The Georgia Made Podcast. And we've got a sneak peek episode for you right here. The Georgia Made Podcast celebrates films and filmmaking in Georgia. And Sarah and I share our journey as filmmakers, watch your favorite films from Georgia's film history, indie films, and TV shows we love and you love. This month, we're talking about the Georgia Made show, Stranger Things. And I've got our latest episode all queued up for you to check out. You can subscribe to the Georgia Made podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Georgia Made Podcast and on Twitter at Georgia Made Pod. Enjoy this preview episode on Stranger Things Season 3. And thanks for listening. Hey, what's up with you? Not much. I'm kind of hungry. You're hungry? Yeah. I already I ate too much though. Why are we you always talking about much? food? I don't know because we're always recording this podcast at night yes, when I feel like true. we're at our most ravenous. Yeah. I mean, I am looking forward to talking more about Stranger Things with you. Yes, me too. And then also getting some food. Yes. Post and maybe that. like watching more and watching stranger more stranger things we only watched the first four episodes we did we only watched the first four episodes in this episode we'll be covering episodes three, three and, four. and four yes um and we deliberately kept ourselves pure oh my gosh you don't like pure. that word you didn't like that i didn't like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, purity sucks just kidding fuck purity <laughs> um so have you been watching anything lately Anything cool? Um, you just had a birthday. I mean, I by the time this comes out, it'll have been your birthday f- a month ago. A month ago. But at the yeah. time we're recording this, yes, my we recently went out for your birthday. July 5th. And this um, is coming out on the 30th. So the happy yeah. anniversary of your birthday. Thank you. How Thank have you. your, how has this year been so far? It's been so great. <laughs> So we did. We in, we had went out for your birthday. Yeah, we got a little. Uh, we got a little Indian, Indian at the Chai Pani. Mm. Yes, I love, I love that place. I do too. <laughs> God, let's just talk in unison for the whole episode. I think that would be something people would enjoy. Yes, it'll be revel. It'll be like a new take on podcasts. It would. It's like the synchronized swimming of podcasting. Oh my gosh, the synchronized improvisation. Mm-hmm. That sounds terrifying. There's actually an improv game where you try to speak at the same time. Isn't, isn't that very what funny. Fred Armisen and someone tried to do on SNL with songs? Kristen Wiig and Fred Armisen tried to like improvise I songs during we- Weekend Update. Oh, I think I have. Yes, yeah. I think that is a, a take on that game. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. I'm sure somebody out there who does improv is screaming at me right now. But <laughs> there's a name for it. But yeah, after we had food, we went to uh, see a live sketch show. At the 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 village the, the theater we did we went to see salty bees raunchy feminist extravaganza so good and it did not disappoint it raunchy was all of fuck. those things it was feminist, all of those things it was, and feminist. It was an extravaganza it was an extravaganza ganza um it was really great um it reminded me like it made me miss. Because uh, we used to do live comedy shows. Yeah. We haven't done it. We've been focusing a little bit more on film and video content lately. But I really did miss that. I yeah. loved what they did. It was like um, they had these cute. I don't want to say cute. That seems like really pat- patronizing. But they had these videos that went in between the sketches, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because usually you play music in between the sketches while everybody yeah. goes backstage and like. But they had video shorts in between, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was t- a two women show. So Sarah Breeze and um, Courtney Overcash, mm-hmm. and they wrote the whole thing and they starred in the whole thing. 
and it was really funny. Very smart, right, 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 writing, and they both had great voices and great characters, and really like they were performers. Like they were yes. just very. They went all the all way out, um, and they. Like, I have to say, one of the most amazing things they did that night to me was the sketch that was like the rap battle between Hillary Clinton and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. I was like, damn. Like, I was so impressed with the writing of that. Um, And it was raw and raunchy and really to the point. Yeah. And really had an amazing message at the end of like, instead of fighting with the, instead of being powerful women fighting with each other, let's unite together and yeah. fight the enemy, common yeah. enemy that we and have. And they both did great impressions of the characters, too. They did, yeah. Um, yeah. I, part- I still hear this one in my head sometimes, the really raunchy one where the, the woman reads... Oh my um, God, Lois writes this. I don't want to spoil this for anyone if you're out there and you're going to watch the show because it's still playing. Like you can okay, still go see okay, it. Okay. But there is a sketch where Lois writes this, uh, who, if you're a Georgia person, uh, is a old lady, like an old woman who <laughs> is like a personality on NPR. I'm not sure if you can hear in other states, but she is. She does a show called City Lights and she's like, a very old woman and welcome to City Lights. And like, <laughs> it was a sketch about her basically reading like this pornographic story she'd written. And it was very it, pornographic. It was, yes, it was, <laughs> it was like shockingly <laughs> pornographic and one of the goddamn funniest things I've ever yes, heard. Yes, it was so funny. And the last I'll never not, be able to listen yeah. to Lois writes this the same way again. Like every time she's like, this is City Lights, I'm going to expect her but to But like be... I keep hearing the last line like in my oh, head sometimes my at, like, at like weird mo- mo- moments. That's really funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, I loved Salty Bees. It made me feel very inspired. Oh yeah, to... the way it ended was just so... Yeah, and I don't want to, again, I I don't want to spoil, but the ending was really great. It was fun. It was powerful. It was uh, empowering. Yeah. And still funny. Like, you were like, oh, wow, this is really fucking empowering. And then there's like, they still got some jokes in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I recommend the show to anybody. Yeah. It's still playing through August. So uh, Salty Bee's raunchy feminist extravaganza. It's only $10, you guys. Yeah. Uh, at the Village Theater. And uh, I think you have some information. Do you have some? In- What's the website for Village Theater? Could you actually go and buy tickets? I mean, yes. you can Google the Village Theater, but uh, you can also just buy your fucking tickets. So um, it looks like they use fresh ticks. Yes, but there's a Village Theater website. Okay. Um, we never look anything up beforehand. Poor Sarah. It's like I'm always like, Steven. Steven! <laughs> Steven! Sarah. <laughs> what is that website? Um villagecomedy.com. Yeah, so if go you there. Just look at yeah. shows. Shows, yeah. Scroll through and whatnot. Salty bees bees as in bumblebees. B E E. And it goes right back around to bees. It really does. It does. Um, go see it. It's running. It's running now. Running through August. Uh, it's a raunchy good time. Bring your gal pals. Bring, bring your, your boy pals. toys. Bring all the. the go- there were so many genders, dudes in the audience who were laughing. Fluid friends so that you and whoever hard. they yes. loved it. Yes. Uh, Thundercunt. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Thundercunt. We're going to say all hail Thundercunt. Yes. So yeah. Uh, anything else you're watching? You got anything else you've been? Uh, mm. Got anything else you've been watching? Oh watching watchy over the Fourth oh of July holiday. Oh my gosh! What what have I been wa- watching? Oh, Big Little Lies. Oh, I never watched season one. Oh I know. I will wa- wa- watch it with you if you want. Okay. If you don't want to wait for me, then okay. you can see it on your own. But, so how's um, season two going? It's so good, and I yeah. was worried because the first season is based on a book. Yeah. Season Much like uh, True Detective, True Detective, and or is uh, well, I was thinking of Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I was like, "There's no way they can like it's not. There's no it's not going to be put to, together. Like, I mean, when has there ever been an, a series, a beloved HBO series, where they ran out of the books and the storytelling just wasn't as good? I'm looking at you, Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but um, 
Still so, bitter about that ending. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Please go. So the author of the book co-wrote this this season. Well, there you season. fucking go. And there it is a go. very. It's the story is just as good, if not bet bet better than the first season. It just like oh. builds on the first season and wow. in like a really like it's just so fucking good. And we've watched the first five episodes because there's only five of available right now. Mm-hmm. But. I'm just dying to see where it goes. You need to watch the show. Okay. It's a very like, it's like an almost all female cast. And it's written by a woman. Like it's. I need to watch this. It's so good. And they added um, Meryl Meryl Streep to the cast, right? She's a great addition. Well, I mean, she's a great addition to anything. Yeah. No, but definitely it's very, um, it's a great show. Okay. Well, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I saw Toy Story 4. Okay. I did not like it. Okay. Uh, Spoilers for Toy Story 4. Just throwing that out there right away. Um, Well, it's not that I didn't like it. I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was fine. The face she's making right now is not, doesn't look fine to me. Uh, No, it was fine. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff about it. I loved, look, I didn't grow up with Toy Story. Um, I was too old. Um, when it came out, I was already in college and kind of beyond that shit. Um, but my kids have all taken their turn of being obsessed. Currently, it's my four-year-old Elliot who is obsessed with Toy Story and watches it constantly. Those movies are beautiful, well-written. They tug at the heartstrings. I have probably seen them hundreds of times. It doesn't matter how many times I see that scene in the trash compactor in Toy Story 3. I cry every single time. When Andy gives away the toys to Bonnie at the end of the movie, I cry every time. I cannot stop myself. Mm. It's beautiful. It's a beautifully written movie. Uh, I feel like Toy Story 4 suffers from some creative direction changes. I th- You can tell it's inconsistent. So uh, based on my understanding, you know, John Lasseter, who was kind of the mastermind behind the first three movies, uh, he was he had to resign from Pixar. Another problematic genius. Yes. Uh, I I feel like we should stop calling them geniuses. Sorry. No, but it's like, okay. But that's what so they call talented. it. He's talented. But I, I, I yeah, um, he had some years of misconduct that mm-hmm. finally caught up with him. And so he was ejected. And um, so he, I believe, was involved with that project and then left. Rashida Jones came on with her writing partner to write Toy Story 4. Uh, she left the project because she felt like it was not a good work environment and that her ideas were not being heard and respected. And she was like, you know what? Go fuck yourselves. And yeah. she left. There are like six writing credits on this movie. And it shows. Um, I could go into excruciating detail about all the things that I didn't like about it. Um, mostly the toys that we know and love only really Woody and Buzz are in it and everybody else are kind of side characters. And I feel like I'm sad. Like I like the new characters. I liked Bo Peep. Uh, I liked uh, her being this like rogue toy. Um, I liked the addition of uh, Key and Peele. I like Duke Kaboom. Like I like these new characters, but Toy Story has always been really good at bringing in new characters and integrating them into the landscape that's mm-hmm. already been there. And this movie did not do a good job with that. And also they had a lot of threads and they didn't always go anywhere. And the 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 way that the plot kind of resolved itself was not very well crafted, I felt like. But my biggest problem, and again, spoilers, my biggest problem is that, and I'm going to spoil the ending of the movie for you right now. Is that okay? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the movie, uh, so... Woody has been wrestling this whole time with the fact that he never really got over Andy and like Bonnie doesn't like him as seems doesn't pick him as her favorite. And like he so in the end, he decides to go off with Bo Peep and leave the rest of his friends behind. And they all seem like, okay with this. Everybody's like, we're going to miss you, Woody. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, This move, first of all, the series has always been about Andy, uh, uh, about Woody coming to terms with the fact that, like, it doesn't matter how much you're played with. You have to be there for your child. Like, it's Mm -hmm. fine if you're not the favorite. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, the story has always been about sticking together with your friends. Like, I've got my friends. You've got a friend in me. Mm -hmm. These are my pals and we're a family. And no matter what happens, no matter what trash compactor we end up in, no matter which child 
gives us away or whatever, we're together mm-hmm. and we're a family. And so for Woody to break up that family by moving on, it just Did didn't make sense. Did he actually move on? He left. He leaves them at the end. Like they, he says goodbye to everyone and goes off with Bo Peep to live this like, you know, lost toy life. Yeah. You look so disappointed. I feel like I just killed your puppy. No, it's okay. Uh, I, I, I don't think I would have seen it. Um, but I was yeah, very no. upset. Um, and I immediately turned to Chris in the movie because this was the first movie we ever took Elliot to. We took all the kids on 4th of July to see Toy Story. And what? And you weren't there. You should have been there because you were with all my kids the first time. With, yeah. But we we knew we wanted to take him to the movies and Elliot really wanted to see it. And even Charlotte enjoyed it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. She was real grumpy about it because she's seen Toy Story so many times. But she, she enjoyed it. Um, but I turned to Chris at the end of the movie and I was like, I did not like that. <laughs> and Lucas, who was sitting next to me, Lucas turned to me and he goes, he's like, why mom? Why did Woody leave his friends? Aww. Because he's a sensitive soul. Yes. And that's how I felt too. I was like, why would Woody leave his friends? I didn't like the ending. I hope that they make more so they can course correct this bullshit. And I, I and I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, the movie's really ended with Andy and like, whatever, that's fine. Sure. But there were a bunch of shorts that came after it where the toys were living with Bonnie, where they tackled a bunch of other stuff. Like there's an, a Christmas episode where and I again, guys, I have three children. I've seen these fucking things a dozen times, dozens, dozens, hundreds of times. There's a Christmas episode that's very touching, in fact, where Bonnie and her cousin get distracted by video games and are neglecting the toys. And so and the resolution of that story is very touching. But they found other ways in these shorts to talk about things to do with the toys and the kids and like what growing up and growing up in this time period. I feel like there's so much you can do with that. And they didn't capitalize on that in this movie. And so I don't know if Toy Story maybe should live on as a. Maybe it'd be better off living on as a series on the new Disney Plus app. Um, maybe a feature is not in the cards for that thing, but I hope they continue with the franchise in some other fashion and that they can course correct this bullshit because I felt like if it was me and I was one of those kids, like I would be crushed. Honestly, El- Elliot could not care less. Elliot loves Forky. All he wants is to have Forky in his life. He's got. Uh, the babysitter gave him an early birthday present. It's like a forky that you make yourself. Yes, there's a fucking spork in this movie and they are selling it that you can make a sp- it yourself. It's actually his is made out of paper because I guess they don't want kids stabbing their eyes out at night. No. Um, but Lucas, Elliot loves forky. I think Lucas was the, honestly the only one who was like, wait a minute, guys. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. That's honestly, I think, how <laughs> yeah. Lucas felt at the end of the movie. Charlotte seemed to really like it. Um, she liked Gabby Gabby, which was like, one of the um, creep creepy toys. <laughs> um, and Elliot loves Horky. So they were fine with it. But I was like, this is bullshit. I feel betrayed after all the emotional like investment I've put into this yeah. franchise for it to end this way. Just like I was like, I was upset. I was like yeah. upset for days, which I know is irrational. But I really think the writing of these movies is, has been brilliant. Yeah. And I feel like they fucked it up. And I'm sad about it. Anyway. I don't want to be a downer, but that's the truth of the the, the matter. <laughs> yeah. So Toy Disney, Story, get it right. The fix first it. Toy Story came out when I was like nine, I think. So you were exactly the right age. Yeah. But yeah, can you believe that? Woody left. He left his family. Mm. I don't get it. That's some shit right there. And Bonnie didn't give him away. She was just like wanting to play with Jesse more. Mm. Good. Yeah. Let Jesse deserve some happiness. Yeah. Why can't Jesse have some happiness after what she went through? Exactly. Anyway. Uh, shall we dig into today's topic? Yes, please. Um, so I'm not exactly sure where our stopping point from the previous conversation is, but we're talking about Stranger Things 3, episodes 1 through 4. So somewhere around the middle of that discussion is where we're going to pop in. Um, but uh, let's do that. Yes. Right. Let's do it right. About? Max. We didn't mean to barge in. We tried to knock, but maybe you didn't hear us over the storm. I'm sorry, who is this dripping all over my living room right now? (laughs) I'm sorry. Janet, Tom, this is my sister Maxine. 
Yeah, I just I would like things to turn out better for Joyce. Yeah. I want to see a happy ending for Joyce. I but really do. You do you think a happy ending for her involves Hopper, or do you think it will just be friends? Let me just say this: I love Hopper. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly. He's a great character. I think he's a good dad in a lot of ways. I mean, if you compare him issues. to. He has some anger issues. He's got some drinking issues. Um, Hopper is the funny thing is, is like I'm watching the show with Chris and like every time Hopper shows up in a scene, Chris is like, that guy looks fucked up. Like he just always looks like he's exhausted and he's been having a night of hard drinking. Like Hopper is like, I think I really wish Joyce could have Bob back. That's what I want. I love Hopper and I think Joyce would be good for him, but I'm not sure if he would would be good good. for her. her. And I do think Hopper's doing a good job of raising Eleven as best he can. As best he can. And I want to see them both happy. Um, But he did go on a huge bender at that restaurant and come home with like a jug of wine in his hand. beat the fuck out of that guy too. Yeah, that was fucked up. Hopper is... He's a bit of fu- he's a bit fucked up. He's a bit of an anti-hero. But we love him. We love Hopper. And I honestly get delighted when I see how upset he is at Mike and his daughter making out. Yeah. It's hilarious. And then the delight on his face when he busts into her room <laughs> and it's just her and Max and they're like, "Can we help you?" He looks so happy. Yeah. And honestly, the first time we watched the show, so just to backtrack, you know, my, Hopper is not happy that Mike and Eleven are spending so much time together. And he goes to Joyce, who's like, you need to talk to them and set some boundaries. And he tries to do that. But then Mike is a real shit about it. Real shit. And so then what ends up happening is he takes he's like, you know what, Mike, your mom called. We, you got to go home. And he puts him in the car and he does the I'm going to threaten you yeah. thing instead. Yeah. And at first, so then Mike has to lie to Eleven and Eleven knows she's lying. And then she and then she ends up spending more time. Her and Max kind of team up. Max is like, you should dump his ass. Yeah. And so she dumps his ass. I dump your ass. I dump your ass. (laughs) (laughs) In front of his friends. And Uh, yeah. And um, and then the scene where Hopper sees the two of them together is just it's so funny when when he sees that Max is over. And, And I was thinking to myself, you know. Eleven should have a, fr- a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, she should have a best bud. Yes. And I love, what I love about the season so far is that Max and Eleven, it feels like a real friendship. A real friendship. It reminds me of that age when I was a girl. Yeah. And, like, you're breaking up with your boyfriend and you're having a sleepover and the girls aren't talking to the boys. And, like, it's it feels, I re- remember yeah. those days. And how you'd, all you would do is go back and forth sleeping at each other's houses. And so in a way, I was like, you know, I don't like how Hopper went about it, but he in a way he was right. Like she was spending too much time just focused on Mike and like she wasn't, you know, developing relationships with other people. And she's never had a normal childhood. And so it's good that and now she's like going to the mall and they're getting makeovers and they're like having fun and they're reading comic books together, her and her and and Max. And it's really cool. And they're going on adventures together, you know, I will say that I do get annoyed when adults try to get into kids relationships and try to like break people up and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, that's I not think cool. you should teach I mean it safe depends. Sex. I think there's a depend and not, not they're too like but I'm just saying like I, I've known they're people babies who though. I can't even. Oh, they're babies and though. So, they're like, babies. I the, can't. I can't. You I can't. can't break them apart. You just no. have to teach them how to be safe. That's true. That's my so Mike was being a shit. He was being a shit. Also, I love that when Mike conf- confronts her and is like, "Hey, I lied to you because of what your what Hopper said," and she's like, "Maybe Hopper's right." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. love that she doesn't get mad at Hopper. Like, maybe yeah. she will later. Yeah. But at, in that moment, she was like, "Well, you know what? Maybe Hop- Hopper's right. Maybe I need to be hanging out with my own species." Yeah. By the way, yes. I love that scene <laughs> yes. where she goes and uses her powers to spy on the boys. Yes. And they're just eating chips and farting. Like that was just like, that is what would happen (laughs) if you tried to spy on a group of boys that age. Like all you would see is a bunch of farting. (laughs) Anyway, it was really funny. How can you see farts? Anyway, let's keep going. Sometimes you can if they're they're stinky enough. I feel like they make a cloud. Um, Okay. So, uh, So basically, Billy becomes a creature. 
right? Yes. Or he's like got a creature inside him. I'm and so I love seeing like, him wrestle with that creature. Yeah, and I'm still kind of confused about like who's the fa- who's the do- doppelganger and is the, mm. the the doppelganger out and about or is he out and so about? Or I think they explained it. So do you remember last season where Will was like Will most of the time, but mm-hmm. sometimes Will has mind was kind of taken over by the creature. So is it one one? It's host? one body. I one, think one body. I think uh, the confusion is that when Billy first gets uh, in infected, if you want to mm-hmm. call it that, he has an, this sort of vision of the upside oh, down where okay. he sees a bunch of people walking towards him, and he sees himself, and he sees himself, and. I think that that was meant to help explain to us what's going on. Okay. But it's not reality. Like Billy is Billy and inside of him is this monster. And the monster takes over when it needs to use him, which is what Will says. And he says that in episode three or four. Okay. He says you're you're dormant and then you get activated when the monster needs you. And so Will now has this ability to feel when the monster is around. On the back of his neck. Yeah. Yeah. So that he's got this like feeling. He can sense the monster even though he's not. He doesn't have the monster inside of him anymore. Yeah. Um, so Billy now is possessed, right? And then, or not possessed, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. and also he's got all the symptoms. Like he can't be in the sun. He doesn't like the heat. He's got to take ice baths. Yeah. And then he begins claiming victims in an almost mm-hmm. serial killer like yeah. way. Uh, and the first one is Heather, the lifeguard. Yeah. He kidnaps her and takes her, uh, it feels very much like a serial killer yeah, kind of thing. It does, and the mon- and he brings her to the monster, and the monster sucks her face. I assume we didn't yeah. see it. Thank God, I'm, that's enough. Uh, here's where okay, so all that starts to happen, and then this is when during the course of eleven, and this is I'm tying it into this thing we just talked about. Eleven and Max are trying to spy on the boys, yeah. and they're they basically come up with a spin the bottle game where they decide they have a list of people to spy on, and they spin a bottle. And wherever it lands, they're going to spy on that person. Mm-hmm. And so that's how they Eleven ends up spying on Billy. Lands on Billy, yep. And she sees um, a bathtub full of ice. Not yet. Not yet? Okay, Not yet. Okay. That's the oh, second yeah, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. She sees Bill, Bill, Billy. She sees Billy leaning over Heather, who he's taken – he's kidnapped. And he can't. she can't see Heather, but uh, she can see Billy. And then he turns around and he can see her. So the monster yeah. can see her. Yes. And that's when her and Max kind of embark on this, like, investigative adventure where they're trying to figure out, like, what's Billy up to? Like, what's going on? Like, Eleven's like, there's something wrong with him. And Max is basically like, he's always, there's always been something wrong with him, which is true. Um, And then they begin investigating. And the the second vision is when she sees the bathtub. So here... In, and I, I know this is something I was thinking about when I watched the episode, the third episode. This is from the third episode. Okay. So the episodes, of course, uh, Susie, can you hear me? The second episode is, you, do you have those? I did mm-hmm. write them down. The mall rats. The mall rats. That's when they break up with the boys and they go to the mall and they mm-hmm. have the, uh, God, we haven't even gotten to Dustin and Steve yet. We'll have to circle back to that. Uh, and then um, the third episode is, Fuck, I can't. The case of the missing lifeguard. The case of the missing lifeguard. So episode three, the case of the missing lifeguard. That is when um, Eleven goes in for a second vision to try to – they they go to the – so basically they go to Max's house. They invade Billy's space, which was terrifying. I thought he was going to come home at any second. Yeah. Uh, And – they discover like ice bags in the tub where he was like soaking himself in ice. And they discover a bloody lifeguard whistle – and her lifeguard bag. Then they go to the lifeguard. They go to the pool and they try to say like, hey, where's Heather? We're concerned about her. And they're like, she hasn't been in today. And then they see her picture on the wall of lifeguards. They take that and then they decide to go look for her. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's when Max goes in again. Now, this is when I really felt like there was a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street mm. tie in. First of all, the first thing she sees is the red door. And the red door is the door to Heather's house. But in A Nightmare on Elm Street, for any of the those of you out there who are fans of that series, uh, Nancy's house, Nancy, one of the main, who you might remember as the doctor from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, she was the psychologist who okay. had already been through, she had the streak of gray. Okay. She is a teenager in the first movie. 
who's being terrorized by Freddy Krueger, and she's kind of like the one who bests him. She's the one who defeats the monster in the first movie. Her house has a big red door and green shutters. And the big red door with the and the house with the green shutters shows up again and again and again through Nightmare on Elm Street in mm. the series. And so the red door reminded me of that. Then I started to think about, oh, the character who lives there, her name is Heather. Uh, Nancy's Nan, The character Nancy was played by the actress Heather Lanningkamp. So I feel like that's not a mistake. And then the last one is uh, when Eleven is going. So she goes to Heather's house. She sees the red door. She's looking for Heather and she finds her in the bathtub soaking in ice. Mm -hmm. And Heather is like, please help me. And then Heather gets sucked under the tub Mm -hmm. into this like underneath, Mm -hmm. which looks very much like a scene in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1 where Nancy is in the bathtub and falls asleep and Freddie sucks her like pulls her under the bath. And you can see from this view, actually in Nightmare on Elm Street, you see a view from below her as she's like struggling to get back mm. to the surface. But it's like this great big empty pool, basically, like you see in uh, the episode of Stranger Things, which I I feel like is a nod to Nightmare on Elm Street mm. as well from 1984. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I think the the the... The Duffer Brothers are probably around your your age, I would guess. Well, they're referencing a lot of stuff here. I feel like they're referencing The Thing. I feel like they're referencing Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, And every season, they bring in a little bit of different stuff. Like last season, there was a lot of stuff with Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. And I think Alien even is a little bit Mm -hmm. here. Um, The first season was a lot of like Steven Spielberg-y kind of stuff like close encounters of the third kind and you see a little bit of close encounters of the third kind in season two when will is like seeing the monster outside of his house for the first time um but yeah i definitely i'd noticed a lot of uh nightmare on elm street and chris and i chris actually was like you know i think as the kids get older we're gonna get closer and closer to that 80s slasher style film which maybe we will i mean i have noticed it's been getting increasingly uh, scare grosser and uh, every season. Uh, so yeah. maybe we are trending towards a 80s slasher genre kind of thing uh, at some point. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe there'll yeah. be some kind of crazed killer at Hawkins. I don't know. Maybe it'll be Hopper. He'll go on a bender and fucking murder everybody. I don't know. <laughs> um, gosh, where to go next? I feel like we talked a lot about the kids. We talked about Joyce a little bit. We should talk about Steve. What's going on with Steve? Because they got a whole other subplot there yeah. at the mall. Anyway, we want you want to yeah. dive into what's going on. So at, at, they're at the mall. At the Ahoy- she, well, I guess we got to go all the way back to Dustin and his radio. Oh contraption. yeah, da, 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 <laughs> Dustin. He has been at camp for is it two weeks, two months? He was there for a month. A month. Because the show takes place in July. Okay. And so presumably Dustin's he been away at camp June. since June. And it's like a science camp science that he was camp. at. Yeah. And he says that he met someone. And Susie. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, Su- 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 Susie. And they are in a relationship. And they've like made, made it out and stuff. And he has invented this radio device that like mm-hmm. he can. It's like a giant thing that he. It's like a ham radio. Yeah. But basically. He, he took like a giant giant and he built he took his friends out into a field and built built it and tried to contact her for hours and she wouldn't get back to him and they believed that he made her up but what he did which they were real dicks about i was like um i mean at least lie to your friend if you and think and be like yeah bro i'm sure she but we got to go home it's late yeah. Like, God, they were, like, real mean about it. So after everyone left, he got some ru- Russian ma- ma- message, or at least message in Russian. Yeah, it was a message in Russian. He, like, intercepted some kind of transmission. And he which recorded it. Yeah. And then for the next few days, I don't know how long it was, but he and Steve and Robin tried to... Is it Robin? Is that is her name? I, I, oh, I you looked it up? It, yeah. yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm um, talking about. By the way, did you know that that actress is the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke? She looks like them. Yeah. Um. So they tried to translate this this ma- message and it appears to be like kind of code yeah so they've got like a war games red dawn thing kind of storyline kind of going on where uh, i think again the the showrunners and the writing team took 
what people compl- – I mean, I don't know how much they took to heart what people complain about about season two, but I don't see that happening in the first four episodes, so I assume that they took that to heart. Mm-hmm. And then they took the things that were working that people seemed to like, and they really uh, they really worked with that. Yeah. They were like, Billy is a character people are interested in. They want Eleven and Max to have a relationship, and – they love Dustin and Steve together. So let's yeah. put them together and give them this fucking great female character as well to add to the mix. Like add, yeah. let's add in somebody else to their team yeah. who is smart and funny. And I think they're really playing up that whole like Steve, cause Steve's like been the ladies man. He's like yeah. the ladies man with the cool hair. And yeah. he's like not getting any Punani with that sailor outfit on. Like oh none God. of the girls want anything yes. to do with him. And so he's got this sort of, I don't want to call her goth because she's not goth, but she definitely has this like sort of uh, like her character again. Like if you saw her in the street, she's like a gorgeous Gorgeous. woman. But in the realm of this story, she's kind of like the weird chick who's like into weird stuff. And like, so Steve doesn't see her as like a potential romantic connection because he doesn't go for weird chicks, but everybody knows they're going to end up together. Yes. Everyone knows. So she's the one who cracks the code. Yeah. So she cracks the code. They've got this like, well, she, first of all, she, they translate it. She helps them translate it. They're working at the ice cream shop and Lucas's sister, Erica's showing up periodically trying to get as much free samples as possible. Uh, Dustin and Steve are trying to crack this Russian thing. They can't figure it out. Uh, uh, Robin Robin steps in and helps them crack it. And then once they get it, it's like basically a code. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what they said. It's something like, you know, the silver panther sleeps might be nice. Yellow flower days. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's like nonsense, nonsense, right? And so she eventually figures out that those are kind of like coordinates in the mall and that there is a facility. Now this is where the plot gets a little thin for me because there's like this facility on site at the mall where they're like sending all these boxes of stuff that is heavily guarded during the day. But apparently they just lock the door and walk away at night. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like, you know what? Nothing bad happens at night. No. We're going to leave this incredibly important and rare substance. People are out at night, or yeah, all the bad people are in bed. All the bad people are sleeping. We don't need to guard this place at night. Yeah, that was like a little bit of a stretch for so me. So they did also f- f- figure out that the message is in R- Russian, but it's mm-hmm. from. It was here. coming from the mall. It's coming from inside the house. It's coming from inside the house. Yeah, Steve figures that out because the sound of the carousel thing, mm-hmm. or not carousel. It's one of those like little horses yeah. you put a quarters yeah. in. So that kind of ties into the storyline again with Hopper and Joyce and the mayor, who we haven't even mentioned, Carrie right. Elways. Oh my god, the uh, shitty yuppie mayor, shitty, um, who apparently has sold uh, is selling a bunch of land in Hawkins to this company that built the mall. It's all goes back to the mall. It all it goes all the way to the top. <laughs> and so the mall, we're starting to get the sense that the mall is built on some sort of ground that is being used for like this obviously has to do with the Russian experiments we're seeing at the beginning. We're not really sure how it ties in, but I also got the sense that Hawkins itself, again, I'm going to say is a portal to something. Hawkins yes. is a place where I mean now they said it was the power plant, but Hawkins is sitting on some. It's base. It's almost like the gates to hell or some shit. It's Yellowstone National Park. It's where the next super vol- vol- volcano will come from. Oh, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking. Oh my god, <laughs> didn't know that. Um, yeah, the Hawkins, the place seems to be what they want also because they could have built this thing anywhere. Yeah, and they chose Hawkins, and they're buying up land. And Joyce, so oh man, uh, we even we forgot to talk about the magnets. The magnets. The fucking magnets. The magnets that become demagnetized, yeah. and she breaks out like, and they're losing power randomly in town. Yeah. So she tries to look up the science, and then she contacts the high school, not high school, yes, mid, 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 high school. He was school their science Scott D- 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 Clark, teacher? the science teacher, Mister Clark, yeah, who is played by an Atlanta actor as well. Uh, yeah, and he explains to her that sometimes magnets can become demagnetized by like an electrical field, mm-hmm. and so that's what sets her and Hopper on this journey to go back to Hawkins' lab, which is now closed down. 
Joyce relives the big gory moment of like really had to show it to us again. Yeah, I was like, can we we abridge this? Like, do I need to watch this again? Like, I'm being re-traumatized by Bob's death. Um, and then there's God. There's so many characters on this show. There's motorcycle guy. I don't even know what he's about. Motorcycle guy, the guy that beats up Hopper at the Hawkins lab. Yes, yes. they go to Hawkins lab. No, it seems like there's nobody there, but there is somebody there. There's motorcycle guy. There's cameras going. So obviously someone is still monitoring the lab. And motorcycle guy beats the shit out of Hopper. He really should go to a doctor. He's surely there's got to be some internal bleeding there. He needs to go to a, a a physician and a psychiatrist. Yeah, and maybe like a rehab. Yeah, and maybe he just needs to do like a resort package. Yes, agreed. Uh, but and then so that leads them back to the mayor who's been trying to shut down because the mall, and this was I think interesting. The mall is taking jobs away from like downtown Hawkins, yes, where like yes. all these stores are closing. Here's the funny thing, though. So in the 80s, malls were taking away business from mom and pop stores, right? Yeah. And people were losing their stores. Mm-hmm. I remember in w- growing up in Marietta, because that's where I'm from, Marietta. Mm-hmm. The Mar- Square in Marietta had like some antique shops and like a coffee shop, and but not a whole lot. Like the Strand Theater had, was, had gone to shit. There were so many like empty buildings. Uh, that downtown square was like nobody really hung out there, you know, like except for some shady characters. And... All these little downtown squares have been transformed into these, like, that's where everybody goes. Like, people, yeah. they're going to the farmer's market and they're getting their hipster sa- tiny sandwiches well, and, like, I, their coffee yeah. shops. And so the in in now that m- malls, nobody wants the mall because everybody can get the shit they can get at the mall at on Amazon, these small downtown squares have now been revitalized or revamped or gentrified in in, fact if you want to say it plainly but in the 50s i had seen uh uh some uh there was actually an episode of adam ruins everything about malls Mm -hmm. Mm. and um and he was like the person in the 50s who conceptualized the mall thought of it as an outdoor square with like live works like spaces and mm-hmm. all these shops and all these like places to like have events and stuff mm-hmm. but he saw it as like what we see now is like the outdoor space yeah with, like places to work places to live yeah to which shop. is like pond city market basically yeah interesting anyway uh but so in this time frame in the 80s the mall is taking away, like, sh- all the little stores are shutting down. Yeah. People are protesting. And More Joyce Atlanta actors in the protest scene. Huh? Jo- jo- Joyce has a store. To, well, she doesn't remind. own the store. She, she works at the oh, store. Okay. She's an employee at the store and never gets any business. She needs to go mm, work at the mall. Yeah. I think I would like to see Joyce, Joyce running the jazzercise class. Yes. I think she, I would like to see a happy ending where Joyce is, is, is making people feel good and encouraging them as the powerful ass bitch that she is that was a hilarious jo- jo- joke by the way where they oh, were like the well, fa- fa- following the guy who had like a dark bag and like a dark right. outfit dark so, coat and like he ended up being like the person who ran the jazzercise yeah class. dustin and steve are trying to find out where the bad russians are and yeah. they see a guy walking around with a duffel bag and he's like the guy he like shows up to the jazzercise place and he's like i've just got one question for you Who's ready to jazzercise? Yeah. <laughs> he like and rips then, off his black um, coat and like has like a colorful. He's got like know. a colorful tank, man yeah. tank, and some palazzo pants on. Is jazzercise the one of the whitest things to ever happen? Yes. <laughs> I just, mm, yes. I just, yes, have to wonder. Uh, I don't. You pro- they probably didn't do this when you were in school. Uh, but when I was in school, in gym. Mm-hmm. in like the fifth grade mm-hmm. they separated the boys and girls okay every every year it wasn't just fifth grade they did this a couple of years and the girls did jazzercise for a week okay and the boys did i don't know what the fuck i don't know football basketball something cool they did something else while we did jazzercise for a week okay and i'm just glad that that kind of i'm glad that that kind of misogyny is behind us because jazzercise is for everyone it is <laughs> it is. You're right. What was that joke in I Feel Pretty Pretty Pretty, pretty where Rory Scoville works out at a 
Zumba. Zumba. He does Zumba. I guess I'm Zumba sorry. is like the jazzer size of our of day, today. right? Yeah, it is. Is Zumba cool anymore, though? I don't know. Mm. Anyway, uh, so the mayor shutting down the protests on the mall, right? And then we discover that he's kind of like in the pocket of whoever. We don't really yes. know who it is, but somebody's buying and up all this land. Know. And he doesn't even know, but he says they're bad people. Yeah. Hopper beats the shit out of him, almost cuts his finger off. Yeah. Ooh. Um, and then they go to, I don't even remember the mayor's name, but they take him, they go to his house and they find like all these deeds and they're like locked away and like a safe. And so now they're trying to go. Now, last we left Hopper and jo- Joyce, they were going from place to place with these, these deeds, looking f- into seeing what reason that these landed bought up. They're like somewhere there's a place where this magnet killing machine exists. Magnet I'm not even killer. sure what to call it. The magnet killer. Um, what yeah. do you think? Do you think the magnet killer is that giant yeah. thing that I think reminds you of the duck guy? Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Uh, I think it's that machine that we saw at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Do you think it's in Haw- Hawkins or do you think it's in, in Russia still? Oh, no. I think it's in Hawkins. <gasps> That's why all the magnets have stopped working. Oh yeah. They've gone to Hawkins because they probably know that Hawkins is located directly on the edge of Satan's asshole. Okay. Don't you think? Yes. Because if Hawkins, surely they would know that this event had occurred because it seems like they were trying to do this in the time period at which Will was and the upside down and all this was mm-hmm. happening. Surely that information would have gotten out somehow mm-hmm. via Russian spies, I assume. The funny thing is, is there were jokes in season two about there being Russian spies. There were. Yeah. I don't remember. But remember that. with that reporter guy or the okay. conspiracy theorist guy. Yeah. So I don't know if that was uh, there's any truth to that, but it, maybe they found out what was going on in Hawkins, and that's why they moved operations to there because this place is amenable to to the elasticity of the uh, the membrane that separates our universes or whatever. Okay, the, you're using too big of words: membrane, elasticity. I'm <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> Let's just take a moment to honor and respect Billy's mullet. Oh my god. Hail to the mullet. We did not talk. We have not even scratched the surface with Nancy or Jonathan, Jonathan. but they work at a paper. They do. She's surrounded by sexist assholes. I mean, but they're almost like cartoonish, if not being completely cartoonish. That's the way it was, though. That's the way it would have been at a place like that. Um, You can't get away with that anymore. But yeah, Yeah. like they're like, but... I do think women still find themselves in places where it's a male dominated environment mm-hmm. and they're treated like secretaries. Like I would like to point out that they're both interns, but Jonathan gets to do photo stuff mm-hmm. and, and he's not all Nancy harassed. does is get fucking lunch. Yeah. Like they don't assign her. She's not even doing like she's not even transcribing interviews or anything. Yeah. Like she just get she's a secretary basically yeah. because that's all they think a woman can do at the paper. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very realistic. Yeah. Um. But she ends up. An old woman calls in says there's something fucked up going on with the rats. She goes over. I'm running through this because yeah. we've got like we still need to get through the fourth episode, which I think I want to spend more time on. Okay. You know the sauna test. Oh yeah. We got to talk about the sauna yes. test. So um. Nancy goes over to investigate this claim this woman has about rats and she takes Jonathan with her and basically and some of the more disturbing moments I think in the show you know there's all these like empty fertilizer things there's this like rabid rat um, which ends up turn like it explodes and turns into goo escapes from its cage no they don't see I thought it was going to blow up all over Jonathan I was worried he was going to turn into a creature by the way let's take a moment to ponder when jonathan is going is that a wig that he's wearing is that his hair i just what i want for jonathan is to have one season where he has good hair is this part of a character trait i don't know but i've looked up the actor and like his nancy has fabulous hair yes but like i've looked the the buyer boys the actor doesn't have good hair is joyce cutting their hair i don't know I the buyer so. boys need some help. They need to go so. to Great Clips or yeah. something. Did that exist back then? Oh, yeah. In the 80s? Come on. Everybody got their hair cut at Great Clips. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so the rat explodes. Uh, I don't remember her name, but it's a nice old lady. She's like in her 80s yeah. and she's really sweet. And you know she's done for. Like, you know that woman's going to explode into a pile of goo at some point. There's no Which, way that woman, that 80 year old yeah. woman is going to survive the show. No. Um, but she ends up getting some possessed by the monster. Yeah. And when they go back to check on her, she's like eating the fertilizer. Yeah. It's very scary. Very it's scary. I, I don't know why, but old people doing weird stuff is scary. It is scary. It's it's the whole thing. The way it was framed, it was very like unnerving. It reminded me a lot of it actually reminded me a lot of the Exorcist Three. There's like an old woman who gets possessed for in Exorcist Three and they see there's like a this famous shot of her like like you see a character, they hear something's going on, they go to open the door to her room and you just see her sort of in the background of the shot crawling across the ceiling. It's very scary. And that scene of her eating the fertilizer, like the yeah. shock of it, it reminded me a bit of that scene as well. Oh, wow. So lots, I feel like a lot, and I don't know if that, I mean, they're not the same, but I feel like it had the same tone to it. And so I don't know if that was intentional, but anyway. Do you want to, should we talk about the sauna test? Yes. I love that episode. That awesome. was like a great so good. end of act one. It, I felt, it felt like an end of act one to me too. Um. So basically, figure, Will st- re- comes to terms with the fact that the monster is back. Yeah. He tells his friends. They call up Max and Eleven, who don't want anything to do with them, but they convince them to meet with them, and they sort of discuss what's going on. Eleven is sharing the information she has, which is that something's going on with Billy. She's These are these visions that she's seen. She believes something is going on with Heather and her, and what's going like something's going on that's not right. And they decide to go spy on Billy at the at the uh, pool. Yeah, and then they uh, and then they come up with a plan, and the plan is they're going to wait until closing time at the pool. They're going to lure Billy into the sauna, turn it up to two hundred and fifty degrees or yeah. something, and they're going to wait for the monster to come out. Mm-hmm. And they have the shot of Billy like sitting up on the lifeguard stand, wearing like a thousand damn towels <laughs> and like drinking a Slurpee. <laughs> Uh, and that's what they do. And this gives them a little time to sort out some of the drama between the characters where like yeah. Mike's trying to apologize to Eleven. Eleven doesn't want anything to do with it. But the real crown jewel of the episode is when they finally get Billy into and they trick him in there by like using the uh, walkie talkie. Yes. And strapping it to a dummy and putting it in the sauna. Billy is not very smart, apparently. No. So I feel like if I saw a dummy I mean, you, he knows that's the sauna, right? Like, he works yeah. at the pool. Anyway, they lure him in there, they shut the door, and then they start cranking up the heat. Mm-hmm. And he freaks out and yells at them, mm-hmm. and it's very scary, scary. It was very scary. Um, he finally breaks the, 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 the window. But before that happens, they have this really awesome scene between him and Max, mm-hmm. where you can tell that Max really cares about him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of it is real and how much of it isn't. Maybe there's like a mixture. But this is like the moment where you get a little sympathy. I feel like I sympathized with Billy periodically throughout this process of him like, yeah, he's not a good guy. We know that. But he's not. But he's not a fucking serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And he's being made to do all these things. And this is the moment. Maybe this will be the thing that will make, make him be less bad in the end. Do you think? Uh, Once no. the monster le- leaves him, he'll be like, man, I need to change he'll my ways. Like, I am going to start going to church. Mm. I'm going to start volunteering at a, and, and I am going to adopt a puppy from a shelter. Maybe I just won't be, be people up anymore. I don't know. Maybe I just won't hook up with moms anymore. I mean, isn't he, but isn't he doing a service to these moms, these suburban moms? <laughs> Isn't this a public service he's offering? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he breaks down and Mm -hmm. is sobbing and says, Max, I did all these bad things and I didn't want to do it. I tried to stop it, but I couldn't stop it. And she's like crying at the window. It's Mm -hmm. really a really beautiful scene. Yeah. (laughs) Now my phone is I've done things, Max, really bad things. I didn't mean to. 
And then we see that he's actually grabbing one of a shard because he gets the shard of the wall comes loose when Eleven uses her mind powers to shove him in there. And he grabs that and like Will starts to feel the monster. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Max, get away from the window. And that's when Billy breaks the window and starts Mm -hmm. screaming at them. And he's like, his like veins are like, he's like turning into the monster. And at first I didn't really understand what was going on because at the same time Nancy's at the hospital with the old lady who's now been hospitalized. And I remember now what it is, is that because Billy is in the sauna and he's heating up. Do you remember in season two when they start burning down the cave and Will's, Will Will starts freaking out because yeah. he can feel the burning? Yeah. They're all linked the way that Will was linked with the monster before. Mm. So when Billy's body is heating up and he's like going crazy, that's why we see the old woman doing the same thing because they are all linked just okay. like Will was in the last season. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. Which may be something that comes to their advantage later. They're all linked. So it's dangerous in the sense that they have a hive mind, but it also means that they can, like if you get one, maybe you can get them all. Maybe is Billy the head now? Mm-hmm. Is Billy the head of the monster? If they kill the monster that's in the, in the, uh, in the warehouse, does that free everybody else? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although even when they were shutting the gate, they still had to get kind of exercise that demon out of Will's body. So yeah. I'm not really sure how that's going to get resolved. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Billy. So it, we haven't really seen Eleven use her powers yet. Um, but when Billy comes out, he's like he immediately recognizes Eleven and they have this like confrontation and he tries to choke her. It was very violent. Like, yeah, this is. Like, she looks like she's being fucking choked. It's really hard to watch a grown man choke a child. Yeah. Uh, but she, uh, what ends up happening is Mike uh, hits him over the head with a pole, and then he goes after Mike, and then Eleven uses her powers to, like, throw him out of the building, basically. Yeah. Like, she lifts him up and, like, throws him out. She throws him through a brick wall. Yeah. And that's kind and of the resolution run, of that. he runs away. Yeah. And then he runs back to the warehouse where he has. Well, wait, before we get there, before we get there. I just because this is something Chris and I discussed when you weren't there when we watched it the second time is that Chris was like, why didn't she just kill him right there? And she could have. But she would be killing the guy, too. Right. I think the reason that she didn't kill Billy is because he's Max's brother. Like if her and Max didn't have that relationship because she killed, you know, Catherine Dyer's character in the first season, she brain melted all of those Hawks Hawkins lab guys. She mm-hmm. snapped people's necks like 11 ki- could have killed him easily. Yeah. But she didn't, I think because it's Max's brother, but also because he's crucial to the story and the, the writers did not want to kill him off. Sure. Obviously <laughs> narratively, that's the truth, but I think it pa- pans out like, yeah. because Max, I think that we have to see that scene of Max and Billy connecting Mm-hmm. as brother and sister and i i think 11 w- probably had was ready to kill him and had to think i i yeah. i feel like this is was intentional yeah. 11 could have killed him and didn't because yeah that max it, she would be killing max's brother yeah stepbrother anyway so that kind of gets us to the end of episode four well that he runs back to the you're right, he, oh warehouse. you're right you, yeah you wrap it up this is a great scene too and we see an entire warehouse full of Hawkins rep residents who have been turned. Right. So he's there with Heather and he's Mm -hmm. like, she's really strong. She could have killed me. And he's, and she's like, she could have killed you, just you, but not us. Not us. Yeah. And I did spy, uh, I spied Peter, who's a, a, a Peter, a local Atlanta comic who, uh, we know, as one of the um, Hawkins turned Hawkins residents, but it's basically it looks a lot like the cold storage at West in Westworld, Westworld, yeah, where everybody's just waiting to be activated, yeah. And so I assume going into the next episode, we're going to really see that come into play, and I don't know how. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm excited about it. Me too. So, any thoughts going into the next four episodes? I can't wait. I mean, I hear it's good. What do you think's going to happen? Oh man! I mean, I think we've talked a little bit about. What we think might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I definitely think there's going to be a confrontation at the mall. Yes. I think that – do you think that jo- Joyce and 
Hopper will ever be a thing, or do you think that's just? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know know about that. one. I think that maybe Endgame, maybe Endgame, yes, but uh, we know there's a season four, so uh, I don't know that they're going to get them together yet. I think that Steve and Ro- Robin are going to get together this season. Yes. Oh, we didn't even talk about Erica. We don't need to backtrack, but she yeah. is. We also left off with them yeah. having broken in with this great scene with Erica. They offer her free ice cream for life in a utterly foolish, like she could have gotten lost in those events. Yeah. She crawls to the vents and then and yeah. they all end up. And there's we didn't even talk about this, but those boxes are filled with some kind of liquid. Yeah. That looks like, like a Teenage green. Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze yeah. liquid. Yeah. Uh, and then they end up in this elevator going down. So who knows? I don't. What do you think is under there? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Do you think it's? I think the it's another machine? lab. No, I think. It, well, I think it's the lab. Yeah, I think the machine might be down there, but definitely the, there's a lab down there for sure. Yeah. But what are they doing with all that green stuff? That green stuff is the stuff that they feed the monster. <laughs> <laughs> do, do they know about the monster? Do the Russians know about the monster? What else could they want to be in the Upside Down for? I don't think they know about the monster. I think, think they're, they're just trying just like to – they just are trying to, to have this powerful – explore? Yes. I, well, I, it's for power, I think. But I okay. think that they're trying to cross over into another dimension for reasons of personal conquest or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think they know about the monster. The monster. Um, How could they miss that crucial de- – detail well i mean the portal was closed Mm. and i don't know how much information they have but i definitely think that they are not working in cahoots with the monster in any case yeah i don't know what that green stuff is for i have no idea maybe fuel fuel to power the machine maybe possibly it's very bright green though yeah it definitely has a ninja turtle ninja turtle thing going on um, I think that Jonathan and Nancy are going to solve the case. They're going to run the paper. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think they're done. I think they're done with the pay, pay, yeah. paper. I think they're going to solve the case. I expect she'll take her story to our friend from season two, uh, who helps them get their story out about Barb and Hawkins Lab. I don't. The conspiracy that. theorist guy. Remember, they go and they send all the the information to the papers. They never really that storyline never panned out. Mm-hmm. But I assume we're going to see him again. Okay, I think. I think he'll we'll see him again. We saw him in the recap. So mm-hmm. I think it would be so fun if du- I already said this before, but if du- Dustin's girlfriend ends up being the one to like save the day, like show 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 up at the end and like she's yeah. real. Oh, that would be fun. And she's a fucking ninja. Yeah. And she just like goes to town on that monster. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you think Billy will survive this season? Or will he he die heroically? Better. It would be a crime against mullets. Yes. Against hot mullets everywhere if Billy did not survive. No, there's only one hot mullet and it's on his head. There's only the one. Literally only the one. And like, if you see a picture of the actor without the mullet, you're just like, who? I don't know. Like, okay, he's, he's just still like a hot. Guy. Have he's... you seen his audition tape? No. We should watch it later. Okay. It's I get he like it is a master class and like wow that guy like he went for it. <sighs> so hot. <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess that is gonna wrap it up for yes. this episode. Um, and this will be the end of episode two, our two, our second episode on Stranger Things. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what the stopping point of episode one will be, but this will be episode two. When we see you again, uh, we will be um, talking about episodes when we see you again. You can't see, see I us. I say when we see you. When you hear us again. When you hear us or again. Or maybe you, maybe you will hear me, but. I will see you and you won't see me. I'll be standing over your bed. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just watching you sleep. Uh, Next time we meet, we'll be talking about uh, the next four episodes. So uh, five, six, seven, Seven, eight. eight. That's how it goes, right? Eleven. Typically. They should have 11 episodes, don't you think? Yes. Uh, Before we get there, though, I do want to plug a couple of things. Okay. First of all, 
Well, we we already talked about how we f- finished our last film, but you guys won't be able to see that for a while. But you can keep up with us yes. uh, and what we're doing uh, by following us, uh, Critical Crop Top uh, Media, which is our production company that produces this podcast, as well as um, we have some films and uh, web series on Vimeo and YouTube. Uh, but you can follow us on social media at Critical Crop Top um, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more information about that and funny things, funny things, memes, fun stuff, uh, uh, behind the scenes photos. Georgia made pod. Oh yeah, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and of course, uh, you can follow this podcast on Instagram and Facebook at George made podcast and on Twitter at George made pod. And, uh, We'd love that. We, we love, have such great memes, you guys. We've got the finest memes. Uh, I yeah. am scouring the internet for the best in set memes, uh, which I They're post every Friday. fucking hilarious. Thank you. I work real hard on it. I enjoy them. Um, so uh, follow us on social media. Talk to us about what you thought about Stranger Things. What are your theories? What do you think? Well, you've probably already watched it, but retroactively, what would you like to talk about? <laughs> Don't give us any spoilers. Don't. If you see spoilers, we will. Well, by the time this episode comes out, I feel like we probably watched the other episodes. But maybe just discuss the one that we're talking about now, which, you know. But anyway, what are your theories? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think about Billy's mullet? Is it. What do you think about it? I want to know. Do you dream about it at night like we do? Do you want it on you? Wow. Uh, Anyway, join us. (laughs) Join us next time on the show when we will be. We will be covering the next four episodes of Stranger Things. But till then, we'll meet again, won't we? Yes, we will. Did you is that the end? Is that the, the song, song at the, the end? Song okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah.